Hi guys, welcome back to Tell Me About It. Today we have a really fun episode for you. Catherine and I love recording these so much, so I'm so glad that so many of you have told me that you like listening to them. I feel like it's a fun, different thing. You know, we have our episodes that have interviews with guests and those are amazing, but this is the time where you can just sit down with me and Catherine, just hang out with us, no filter, totally unhinged, And it's just a good time. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. I had things on my mind this week. So as always, tell me what you think. Please respond to any of the things you hear in this episode. DM me and we can talk about it. I had things on my mind this week. So all I can say is buckle up and get ready for some hot takes. But let's not waste any more time. I won't give any more spoilers. Let's get this party started. So I've been thinking about this all day. Do you ever just wake up feeling like so awkward? It's just in your sentence to the whole day of feeling awkward. Like you try to get over it, you try to get around it, and the only way out is through, and you just have to finish the day being so awkward. Like sometimes it's an awkward week. I fuck up every social situation I'm in. I just laugh weird. It's I'm screwing up all over the place. And so it dawned on me the other day because I was walking taco and we ran into one of my neighbors and I like, I just knew I was off my game. I And I try to avoid people as much as possible when I'm feeling like that. But this neighbor like really wanted to talk to me. And I have a very strict rule about neighbors and talking to people when I'm on my walk with taco. Whenever I like am walking taco and he sees another dog, I rarely, if ever, look up at the owner. Really? Yeah. I'm not trying to talk to the owner. I'm trying to talk to your dog. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm just trying to just, we're just trying to hang out with the dog. I yeah. never look up. Even if I do, it's like awkward. Yeah. I think it depends. I'm not always trying to make friends. You're friendlier than I am. I, I am very like, I will talk to a brick wall. But also yeah. like, it gets me into trouble too, because I don't always want to talk to people. Like there are several right. people on my block that I'm like. I see them coming and I'm like, okay, I know I'm not getting away from here before 10 minutes of talk. Like, But you're brave because for me, neighbors are like off limits to be friends with because they know where you fucking are all the time. And they feel like, oh, I'm just going to walk over to her house, (laughs) knock and see what she's doing. And you you never know when you're going to see them, you know, and like Mm -hmm. a new friend. My God, if you're like feeling like shit one day, but you're walking your dog and they think, oh my God, she wants to hang out or you're busy. It's just, there are too many instances that it could go wrong. Well, and then it's like you run into three or four people who it's like, okay, these people I'm going to have to talk to for 10 minutes. These people I'm going to have to talk to. Like there are some people who you can just like have a brief interaction and sometimes talk to. There are some people who are like, we're going to sit on the ground and pet your dog for, and I'm like, oh, I just want to go for a walk and have alone time. The last place we lived We shared a wall with another Uh couple. Like it was like a duplex, but it wasn't like on top of each other. They were like side by side. It was like a house cut in half kind of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were these two young girls who would have like parties all the time. Like we were like the old super boring couple. But they'd be like, come to our party or like Mm -hmm. come over and hang for a bit. If Dylan's out, like they would see on my story. Oh, becoming friends with them on social media was the worst. They saw on my story like Dylan was out of town and they're like, do you want to come hang? It's so nice, but I dodged this friendship for like two fucking years because I was like, we will not blur these lines because I will not get into a situation where you can just pop over like to the other side of the wall anytime you choose. Yeah. It's a whole thing. You don't want to smudge the politics of a a wall sharing neighbor. Okay. So alternatively, 
having a friend who lives in that wall sharing area or yeah. like would you do that or is that too like up in my space no like my friends would always joke around like oh my god are they selling that place anytime soon or like are your neighbors leaving i'd love to move in and i'd be like haha yeah no <laughs> no See, I think that's the dream. I'm like, all I want is like a compound with all my friends. No, it's true. That was like the happiest time of my life was being in college and sharing, yes! you know. But also at the t- in college, you're all doing the same shit. You're not right. lying to each other as much. I reserve the right to lie. <laughs> yeah. I need to reserve the right to lie to you about my whereabouts. Also, my biggest reservation is I'm a loud-ass person and Brad's a loud-ass person. And when we fight, we're loud. Yeah. We're not really vicious, but we're loud. Right. And, like, <laughs> like they will just hear every fight. That's like, and be like that's such a stupid thing to fight about. No, these people that shared a wall with us, uh-huh. they heard sex. You could hear a sneeze. You could hear everything. Yeah. So when we got engaged, one of them DM'd me and was like, I feel like I got a, a really up close look, even though we never got that no. close while we lived together, purely intentionally. Uh-huh. I feel like I got a really up close vision. I don't the know. What look it, of horror on my face. Of your and Dylan's relationship. No. And like, thank God she was saying something nice. She saw it all. The fights in the driveway. You know what I mean? So uh, I was like, you know no, too much. don't this is say weird. that to someone. That's the worst. So speaking of... This kind of brings us to canceling plans because, Mm. you know, it is summer and it's time to cancel a few plans, you know? Yeah. It's just, I feel like we are coming out of the pandemic and people just, their social lives just exploded and now we got to reel it in. We got to say, you know what? That was too much for me. It gets overwhelming when you're just like, yes, 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 yes. To me, there are few things that feel better than a canceled plan. (laughs) They're like truly, if we have plans any day of the week, even if you think I'm dying to do it, Mm -hmm. cancel on me. Try it. Give it a try. I will be the most understanding person you've ever met. She's an introvert, folks. I'll celebrate you. I'll say, God bless you for putting yourself first. If you need a little me time, you can use any excuse with me. You can say like, a dinosaur, just yeah. which, which I'm really wanting to talk about dinosaurs because I've been watching prehistoric. You can say, a dinosaur just walked through your front door and I can't make it. I'll be like, sure, whatever. I don't care. I loved, But people are not as gracious on the other end. Mm. Like, I think a canceler of plans often accidentally becomes friends with people who never cancel plans. Mm-hmm. But you have to or you'd never leave the house. Right. If you both cancel plans... That's the That's whole absolutely friendship. true. That's absolutely <laughs> And I do have some friendships that are like that. And they're beautiful, but they we never see each other. Yes. Yeah. It's but so the canceling plans thing, I used to go like super elaborate. Like honestly, I'm gonna admit this right now. I have on my desktop right now that I'm looking at, I have a picture of a positive COVID test. Should I ever need to send it to someone <laughs> that I purely saved off of someone's story yes! in case I ever need to send it to someone to get out of something? Oh, my God. You are devious. I'm like an elaborate canceler, but I'm trying to shift into being a more simple canceler. Like, I'm not really feeling well, you know, but people that people are so full of shit. People on the internet are will say like no should be a complete sentence. I was and- literally just thinking this. I'm like you can't actually fucking say that to someone. Y- y'all are offended. You guys <laughs> are offended if I say I- I'm not feeling up I to it. I don't wanna is not acceptable in actual social relationships. It's not. And there is propaganda being spewed on the internet that that's how you should handle your Do not believe it. 
Do not believe it. People will get mad at you. Yes. Lie. Lie. You have to lie. You have to lie. You I have to lie. I had a situation like this earlier this week where I was like, hey, want to hang out on Tuesday? And my girlfriend was like, oh, me and our other mutual friend are going to a play on Tuesday. Want to come? Didn't say the name of the play, though. And I was like, fuck, I, there's no way I can get out of this. And I was like, well, what kind of what play is it? And she told me and I was like, oh, loophole. It's a play about sports. And so oh, I just was God. like, I actually have an excuse because I don't like sports. No, that's like honestly a friendship ender for me is if someone is the kind of person you know like how oprah used to say never let them take you to a second location yes. like if you ever get kidnapped like a murder that's how, yeah that's how i feel about plans with friends <laughs> like if we have plans to just like go to dinner mm-hmm. and even if i say like after god forbid if i'm like oh do you want to stay and have a drink and then mm-hmm. they're like oh I'm, no i'm going to get a drink with a friend at this place do you want to come but they already know you're free because you told uh-huh. them <gasps> Oh, my God. Like, that's what nightmares are made of. Yeah, the plan switcheroo. The plan switcheroo. Like, in an old episode, we talked about having friends that say, like, oh, I'm going to invite my old other friend or, like, my other friend to come meet us. And you're like, that's Mm -hmm. a whole different thing. By principle, I don't like plan extenders. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I if I've committed to dinner with you, I've really done a lot of mental work to get there. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I'm not ready for the the second destination. No, and it's kind of like a friend who's like, "Hey, give me a call. I have to ask you something." I'm like, I want to know what you want to ask me before I call you because if you're asking right. me to call you, it's obviously like a favor or something that's inconvenient to me. <laughs> totally. Plan adder is the same energy. Do you prefer confrontation over text message or phone? Okay. Like an Or act- in person. I forgot about that option. <laughs> <laughs> A real human interaction. Yeah, I forgot about that. Do you mean actual argument? Resolving a fight. Let's say you got into like a little scuffle in person. Okay. Then like there needs to be some resolution uh-huh. of some sort. Maybe there's still a little back and forth of an mm-hmm. argument, but then you're ultimately mm-hmm. trying to get to the resolution. Do you yeah. prefer that? And call. Don't call me. Don't <sighs> fucking call me. Please yeah. don't call me. See, the thing is, sometimes you need tone. to hear the tone of voice. Totally. You know, it's like, and sometimes more issues are created because you're texting about it and you can't hear the tone. Yeah. You know what I hate? Hmm. I hate when people tell you to do something like moral that they Mm -hmm. would never do for example my friends and i are starting to get into the whole wedding circuit or whatever and Mm -hmm. and some people are becoming bridesmaids for people or not or what well i sounded like uh i sounded like a ghost (laughs) people are becoming (laughs) bridesmaids for people or not and there's a new culture Mm -hmm. of letting someone know that they're not going to be asked to be a bridesmaid see i think that's weird Okay, right? So I'm like a conflict avoidant, just notoriously. So I always feel like I can't have a a vote in these things because we all know where I stand, Uh you know? I'm like, no, let's not talk about it. You're like, include everyone, even if the... No, I'm like, or or I'm like, you'll never see me again. I'll just not ask you and we'll just never talk again. It's over. I know you hate me. It's all good. You're standing up in my wedding or you're not coming. (laughs) Or you're all literally (laughs) our friendship's over. Yes. But it's like, because I just don't... God, like, that's why I've been bad at ending friendships in the past. It's Mm. because, like, I don't want to have that conversation that there's... You can't possibly end it in a nice way. You know, like, it's not you. It's like, okay, for a friendship breakup, for example, so many people want to meet up and, like, talk about it. But if you know that you don't want to be friends with that person in the future... Oh, that's a hard no. 
why do you need to meet up and explain to them all their deficits or reasons why like hurt their feelings even more you know i'm like you're asking me to hurt you yeah you just gotta be like it's not you it's me right so in this situation i'm like okay so i'm gonna say yeah like I have fucking 15 people I'm choosing to be a bridesmaid. Yeah. But not you. But I really value our friendship. It's like, go fuck yourself. Absolutely not. No, but all my friends are like, you have to send that text message. No. Or you have to say it in person. <gasps> Even worse. I disagree, Jade. I am okay. going to take a stance Thank right now. God. I am from a like slightly different generation. <laughs> and I'm going to say, absolutely not. Everyone does not deserve to be in your wedding. Everyone does not deserve best friend status. And even if they do deserve best friend status or have at one time in the past, you do not have to let them know they're not in your wedding. And I'm saying that with very big air You let them find out like the old fashioned way. Yes. Yeah. You absolutely assume that you are not someone's bridesmaid until you are told differently. (laughs) Guilty until proven innocent. Yes, it's true. But I'm like... I hate when people give me these moral fucking complexes. I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is, you just added heaps of stress onto my plate by suggesting this lunacy. No, that is absolutely no, no. No, we don't do that in this house. Were you going to tell every single person who comes to your wedding that they're not in your wedding? But it's it's really annoying. I mean, not to like totally get into the wedding conversation. This Mm -hmm. will be the last time I mention it, but it's frustrating. (laughs) That's a lie. I know. It's such (laughs) such a dirty lie. I'm sorry. But. I, it's It drives me fucking crazy, like, the gender politics with this whole thing, because Dylan is like, oh, but whatever friends you don't have be in your bridal party. First of all, he's the one that made me have a bridal party in the fucking first place, uh-huh. okay? And he's 0% helpful mm-hmm. because he's like, just tell all your friends that aren't going to be bridesmaids to get ready with you. And men, I'm not to generalize, Ooh, no. but men are okay they with that. Like that. Right. That's no. Dylan's like having four people that aren't his groomsmen yeah. get ready with him. And they're all stoked. And like they still are best right. friends after. Women are so offended. Like if someone were like, you're not a bridesmaid. And but you can get ready with well, us. Like, let me think about that. Because I I was I'm like, oh, my down. God, that's terrible. But then I'm like. One that I can think of, friends who I was not in her bridal party, because we were actually, like, relatively new friends, but we were, yeah. like, r- like super besties really fast. Right. But it was sort of, like, too – like, they were already engaged when we met, that sort of thing. And yeah. so she was like, oh, come back. So I got to, like, see – that did feel a little bit more, like, special than just, like, oh, I'm just another guest at the wedding. Right. Although I didn't get ready with them. Like, I was already – like, I got there and she was like, come I think that's nice if you're a new friend. I think that's a really nice gesture to extend it to like maybe your future husband or wife's cousin or something. Like let that like you know, give them the behind the scenes, behind the curtain or whatever. But I think it's different if you are part of a friend group of five in college and five people are bridesmaids and one's not, and you're like, but get ready with us. Yeah, agreed. It gets you know, you gotta hold the purses during pictures or something. It's like a little Yeah, I think I you're right. I think no. I think no. I think no. Sometimes you just have to draw a line. I feel like in my life, whether it's with sisters-in-law or cousins or whatever, I'm like the queen of not a bridesmaid as often, I guess, but doing a reading. You know what I mean? No, a reading is the best job ever. It's like you get all of the honor and none of the responsibility and you don't have to wear a matching ugly dress, which obviously is a win, 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 win. But also like I know how to read beautifully out loud. (laughs) People know that about me. But You should be hired for everyone's wedding. (laughs) Truly, uh, you know, and it's like, okay, so like I'm included in some way and that's always nice. And like I have been bridesmaid too, but frankly, like for me, there's only a few people that I 
wanted to have as bridesmaids. And right. there's only a few people that I, quite frankly, would want to be their bridesmaid because it's a lot of work. I don't want to be anyone's bridesmaid. No. I mean, like, sorry, my friends that are listening, like, I'd love to be your <laughs> bridesmaid. But honestly, <laughs> woo, the expectations bestowed on you once you enter that role. The cost. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. I went to a wedding that had, like, they didn't have a wedding planner, and there was, like, it was a DIY wedding. Yeah. Like a home, mm-hmm. Like a Pinterest wedding. wedding. Yes. A Pinterest, sure. Yes. And... We're all getting our hair and makeup done, and the bride is, like, throwing a fit because mm. no one was steaming her dress. I was like, bitch, you hired – you wanted us to steam your dress? I didn't know that was part of the fucking <laughs> I I – I didn't never – Do manual I, labor. No. I don't know that st- – I think you're steaming your dress is something you do, like, a few days beforehand. I don't think that's a bridesmaid job. Not my job. No, that's a hashtag not I'll my spill. job. I'll spill on your dress. You don't want me to do that. <laughs> Truly. You really don't want me anywhere near your wedding dress. It's true. Oh, my God. But I feel like everyone right now, this is just, I'm just switching topics on mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. There's only one way to get out of wedding talk, and it's a hard left. No, I, I have to take a You have to get it out of me, because otherwise I'll go for <laughs> fucking three years. It's, it's actually sick. Like, I'm trying not to be that girl so badly. You know what, though? It's okay to talk about wedding, because the way you do it, it works. Like, the way you're not just like... The way I bitch about it. <laughs> yes. Honestly, the way I yes. chronically complain. Yes. Yeah, it's wonderful. Like, Aw, my wedding. <laughs> and my bridesmaids, it's such an honor to be a part of my wedding. You know, it's like, shut the fuck up. Get over exactly. yourself. That's the thing. It's like, I feel like a lot of brides really get off on like the power trip and they don't realize that you have to turn back into a pumpkin. You know what I mean? After? Yes, you sure do. You, and your relationships that are left in smithereens, like that you've left in your wake, you have to remember the person that will thank you for not like meaning yourself uh-huh. that will thank you after the wedding for not blowing up all of your relationships. Oh my God. Cause when you're in it, you feel like fucking, you're like, oh my God, like it's all about me. Everyone wants to be in my wedding. Everyone wants to be in, but you get like delusional and like no one actually gives a shit. Yeah. And then people really don't give a shit after the wedding and will always remember how you were rude or cruel. We all know that one girl who literally every single friend never spoke to her again every single one of those eight bridesmaids and then like got a divorce a year later it's those friends that also include on the invitation like Catherine plus person that i've met before this date it's like go fuck yourself give the person a plus one and shut up yeah that's a get fucking lost you can bring a best friend if you're fucking single like get out of here get out of here i do want to ask you this oh god because i have a good one Best case, in your experience, best case of bad bridal behavior. Ooh. Do you want me to tell you mine first? You want me to start? Okay. So this girl that I knew was such a monster. Literally, after she got married, like, every single one of her bridesmaids didn't want to ever see her again. She literally wound up divorced within a year. When she arrived at the hotel, she had gotten, like, a suite with her soon-to-be husband while they'd gotten the bridal suite or whatever it was. She found out that one of her bridesmaids, because she had, like, used points and she was a member of Hilton Honors or whatever the fuck it was, (laughs) she had gotten upgraded to a nicer suite than the wedding suite. The bride-to-be locked herself in the bathroom, crying and sobbing in a fetal position on the floor because she did not get the best suite 
until her friend agreed to switch with her. Oh, boy. You need, you need to be professional. I mean, like, literally, you need to be, you need to be put in a home. I actually heard about it. This is worse bridal behavior. I was at lunch with a friend two days ago who told me that they were at a wedding where the woman did too much cocaine and drank too much and locked herself in a closet and missed the whole wedding. On the wedding day? No! Yes. Oh, that's my worst yes. fear. Which, honestly, is less embarrassing than the, the girl you mentioned. The woman who was stone cold sober and did that? Yes, and just yeah. acted a fool. It's oh like, it's really, there, some bridal behavior is really bad. And not to mention, even just like the financial politics, uh-huh. you know, like the bride that asks your bridesmaids to shell out $40,000 for like a dress they'll never wear again. Yep. And, you know, it's just you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself, brides. Mm-hmm. That's that's my announcement. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about how everyone's pissed because everyone's in Italy. <laughs> let's just Everyone talk about it. literally in Italy. No, my it's so funny because I had two friends call me that were like started out being like, I'm really depressed. I'm not feeling great. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm not where I want to be in life. I feel like I want to totally change paths. And then within two minutes of the conversation, we got to, and I just feel like I'm on social media and everyone's in fucking Europe and Italy. It's and true, I, though. It's the crux. It's the real issue underneath. It's like no parental <laughs> trauma. It's like actually people are sad because everyone's in Italy. Last week, I had three friends in Italy and this week, a different friends in Italy. And I'm like, these are not people who necessarily go to Italy. Just like everyone right. is in Italy right now. Right. And it brings up, I didn't realize how heavy the Italy t- it's not just that people want to be on the Amalfi coast and eating pasta because they do but I do. <laughs> but no I literally I, I I was supposed to go next week uh-huh oh so you're in Italy no I know I'm like literally no I'm like I'm literally like don't tell anybody I'm really sorry but I just I need to out myself now before I just show up there after yes. this episode no but I'm going to Greece now I'm like really okay. slumming I'm going to Greece no but I just feel like it's so loaded because people then use that as a as a reason to self-loathe. Mm. For example, <laughs> my friend was saying like, oh, like I'm not in Italy, but also even if I can financially afford to go to Italy, uh-huh. but I don't have anyone to go with, okay? Mm. So then she's saying, because she's like me, this is why we're friends. She's yeah. like, there's no friend that I want to spend 10 days with. I mean. You know, God bless in Europe. Ooh! Okay, we know how I feel about those kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't have a significant other, uh-huh. right? And so then they're like, and like, then they go into their families. Let's go eat, pray, love. I, but that, oh, 100%. But then they go into their <laughs> families and they're like, okay, my parents are divorced or one of my parents is gone or like, we yeah. don't have the, fa- we, no one wants to go on vacation with each other. It's just an entry point to like really analyze your life, this Italy vacation. <laughs> but I also just want to reiterate, the feeling of depression is not the feeling of not being in Italy. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's loaded. Like that's because when she initially, when they both, my two best friends initially mentioned this to me, I was like, yeah, no, I, it's, it is frustrating because you're like, you know, tag your sponsor. It's like, how'd you get there? to not be in Italy right now. It's definitely frustrating. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> but I was like, this is a loaded feeling. Yes. You know, which is so interesting. But speaking of vacations, yes. You and Brad, how many years have you guys been together? We have been together for 16 years. Holy fuck. Married for 13. Yeah. So do you poop in front of him? You know, not by choice. Okay. <laughs> but we are very free with peeing in front You'll of like each fart other. In front of him? Oh yeah. <gasps> Dude, I oh farted God. in front of him first when we were dating. <gasps> 
I know. It was horrifying. It was an accident the first time I like was asleep or whatever. And then, yeah. oops. And then I was just like, well, this is happening. Okay. Yeah. No, it always happens when you're sleeping, but they're supposed to just pretend like it never happened. They're supposed to not bring it up ever again. Oh, oh, no. We've heard If it happens while you're constantly. sleeping, you can't hold that against the other person. <laughs> That's right. Turned out he was sleeping that entire time. So he like didn't even know. I was like, well, I guess I'm farting in front of him now. No, I think most intro farts are while you're sleeping. I think like that's how that first happens. Eight years later, and I only like realized this this morning when, okay, I'm not going to go into too much detail. (laughs) Eight years later with Dylan, we're engaged. I still turn on the faucet while I'm pooping. Mm. Because, and I know we're in a drought in California, like, please don't come for me. Well, just get a fan, get a fan. Well, you need, like, I'm sorry. There is just, like, no closeness that I will ever have with any human being or maybe, actually, I will have this relationship with an animal, with any human (laughs) being where I want to hear the sound effects of your Oh, I don't. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Like, let's turn on the TV. Let's just, a white noise machine. We got to figure it out. I totally agree. I totally agree. But yeah, I will not poop in front of him by choice. If I'm like, oh, wait, this is not just a pee. I'll be like, privacy, privacy. Right. And like force him to leave and shut the door. And also, if he's ever doing anything that is not just a pee and it's the door is open or cracked, I mm. will come and shut the door and like put on yeah. some white noise because I don't need to hear that. But wait, hold on. We need to really talk about or just mention the fact that it takes men Four years to poop. It takes 45 minutes for them to go to the bathroom. I am in and out. I'm just, I'm not trying to linger. They could write like a whole novel while they're in. It's unbelievable. They take so long. Like, what the fuck are they doing in there? Like, I'm in and out so quick. You don't even know what happened. But so like on vacation, I don't poop in the lobby anymore. Like, we're we're past that. But like, why do hotel rooms have glass doors? Like, we don't need for our people to hear us pooping. I know. But then the other day, so I was flying home, and this is completely unrelatable, but I was flying private with these people, a family friend or whatever, Mm -hmm. and I had to poop. Mm. For those of you who haven't been on a private plane, people think they're like these incredible, and they are. You Mm -hmm. know, it's it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go through TSA. It's also like for a long trip. The least ideal way to fly. At least when you're flying commercial. They do feel actually very, I mean, I I say that like I've been on a private plane. No, but like just watching like the Kardashians or whatever, I'm like, it seems actually very cramped. It's very cramped. And also, if you take a shit, everybody's no. going to smell that. Oh, no. So everybody. I did. Okay. So that's, that's a spoiler oh, alert of my story. Okay. But that's why they're bad because like on a long leg trip, like usually on a commercial flight, you're in like a pod. You can like watch your own thing, yeah. you know, not talk to anybody. And it's yeah. like freeing and like heaven on earth. <laughs> on a com- private plane, you're like forced to talk to everybody. You know, the like, seats mm. all face each other, like some <laughs> hellish like cocktail party in the air. Like it's truly <laughs> awful. And then if, like, you go to the bathroom, like, first of all, everyone just watched you go to the bathroom. Like, at least on a plane, like, maybe one or two people see – like, on a commercial plane, one or two people see you. Yeah. So everyone saw me go to the bathroom. And then it, like, stunk after. And they are clocking how long you're in there. (laughs) (sighs) Only for a second. But, like, the plane was filled with that. Yeah. It's, like, so gross. Makes me want to vomit in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's like humiliating and it's not fair. Yeah. Ugh. You know? But you have no other choice. R- and you can't like light a candle. No. Light a match. You're just like, sorry. And I like do I do like the poop immediate flush. Yeah. But then they all know you flushed four times. 
I know. No, it was like so bad. It was so bad. I tried to like blame it on the pilots. I was like, oh my God, like maybe they're going to the bathroom. And like if you're on someone else's plane. The pilot is up there farting away. At Isn't least on that a commercial crazy? plane, it's all of our plane. Yeah, it's all of our farts. It's our collective farts. It's all of our farts. farts, all of our plane. Yes. If you're on someone else's plane, like you've completely you've been like a horrible guest. <laughs> Jade, I just I do need to tell you that we need more of this hashtag relatable content. We I know it's so bad. No, once we open Pandora's box, you don't want it from me. I like to stay on the other I side. Want I want all of it. Chandeliers in the bedroom and the pooping on private planes. And my army of nannies. <laughs> Your army of nannies who raised you. Oh my yes. god. Your video with May and you're like May. May. Yes. I was I melted. No, like you don't understand. Like my nannies are like huge parts of my life. So much so that they're your second moms. Well, Dylan was like, I was like, our kid has to have nannies. And Dylan mm-hmm. was like, well, shouldn't we try to like raise them ourselves? You know, because he's from normal yeah. Yeah. world. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, obviously. But it's hard because you know where I'm at? I'm at the point where before I really shunned everything that my parents did and like the mm-hmm. way that I grew up. And I was like, oh my God, look how much it's damaged me, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, I kind of like who I am. Yeah. So I'm like, how do I, mo- how do I give my kid this same traumatic childhood, you know, to get the same <laughs> results? But I'm like, I think of so much of who I am. But you do kind of have a point though, because if you just get everything perfect, you don't get a personality. No sense of humor whatsoever. No. Truly. But my nannies were a huge part of my upbringing. Like I was with them all day, every day. Mm-hmm. We had like zone defense for nannies. <laughs> it was truly like man on man. Yeah. So it was like every kid had a nanny and we saw our parents a lot. Like it's yeah. not to say that we never did, but they were like additional people. No, completely. You have a bunch of adults who loved you in the house. That's right. great. And I learned, you know, adopted some other cultures. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it was, and just like having those other people to like give you other perspectives. And by the way, the way that my nannies disciplined me, like, albeit it was heavy in shame, <laughs> but I mean, the way that they disciplined me was wonderful and in some ways better than the ways that my parents did sometimes. Yeah. This is maybe too traumatic. I know. I want to know. How did they discipline you? No. So like when I would cry, Uh right? And this is definitely part of my issue. You guys are going to listen to this and be like, "Uh, we should have called Child Protective Services. But it wasn't that bad. So like when I cried, like my nannies would be like, you go in the laundry room. And then Uh when you're done, you come out and say, I'm finished. You have your meltdown. You have to come out and say, I'm finished now. You know? Uh Uh-huh. So that's what I would do because they weren't going to let me act a no, fool. No, I think that's just... legit. They didn't lock you in there. They were just like, go have no, some they private just time like, while you're melting down. They were like, you, if you want to cry, you can go do that in the laundry room. If you want to be out here with everyone else, you got to. I think that's perfectly appropriate. But now parenting, they're like, oh, my God, you have to honor every feeling. I'm like, go fuck yourself and go in the laundry room. No, like if you're having a legitimate tantrum, you don't need to be spoiling. What's it called? Like conscious parenting or some bullshit? Mm, who knows? I'm just going to bust out the wooden spoon and be like, be yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Some of this stuff is just you like want to rough them up a little bit, but you don't, you yeah. know? Not rough them up a little bit. That's that's a poor choice. <laughs> Ruffle of feathers, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Bump not them around. I don't not know. Ruined. I can't think of anything. It doesn't sound physical. We're not beating children. Guys. Yeah, I We're don't mean it physically. It. I just mean emotionally. <laughs> I just mean emotionally. But it's 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 tough to yeah. f- to figure out what is the balance. So, if you were to say, if you had to identify yourself, mm-hmm. what day of the week are you? Ooh. 
can I be two? Because I feel sure. like I'm either Saturday where you like mm. get to sleep in and then you get to party all night, but you still have another day of freedom. By the way, calling yourself a Saturday is <laughs> big dick energy. Like that's <laughs> that's huge. That's I mean, that says a lot about where your confidence is at today. <laughs> You, went, you didn't even go for Sunday, the humble no. brag. You went for Saturday. Okay. Sure. I feel like I'm a good ass time when I'm being a good ass time. You but are. then also, like, there are days when I'm like, fuck, it's Tuesday. I'm a, Sometimes I'm a Tuesday. Like, I can get, like, yeah. sad and depressed and, like, in the okay. doldrums. <laughs> no, Tuesday's the worst day of the week. It is. I think I'm a Friday. And I'll tell yeah. you why. Because I'm a good time, mm-hmm. but I'll bu- I might bite you. You know, like yeah. we got work at the first half of the day, like Friday, yeah. you're like, "Woo, it's Friday. But then you don't <laughs> yes. remember that you have work for the first half. So it's mm-hmm. a little like, eh. yeah. And then then it's a good time. Start with a boner killer. And then. Yeah, it's just like that's my vibe is I feel like I'm like always straddling like these two sides of myself mm-hmm. and Friday feel. But I'm not Sunday. Like Sunday is like when you have a toxic personality and a good oh, time. You know see, what I, I thought mean? you were. <laughs> Because you, like, don't want to tell people you're the day before Monday, but you really are. Yeah. So I thought you were going to say, like, you're zen, you're chill. You pretend, but then the underbelly of you. You know what I think? I think that guys who ghost you are Wednesdays Mm. because they're, like, hump day. They're trying to pretend like they're cute and fun. Like, they're, like, hump day. Like, don't try to make fetch happen. Don't try to make Wednesdays happen. Like, you suck. And then secretly you discover, like, how horrible Wednesdays are. Yeah, because you're like, it's so far from Friday. Right, and they leave you feeling empty. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a shell of yourself. Like a shell of yourself. That's what a Wednesday (laughs) is, a Wednesday personality. I'm going to hold that I'm a Friday. You know, I like that for you. I like that for you. Am I allowed to be two? Am I allowed to be, like, a Tuesday and a Saturday? (laughs) It makes me sound bipolar. Those are very different. Yeah. yeah, but you could be like a summer Friday. I'm not a summer Friday. Know thyself. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working on becoming a summer Friday. Yes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm in therapy to become a summer Friday. Let's all aspire to be a summer Friday. Because that, yeah, that just means like you're the good vibes train. And like yeah. you're a little, you know when to be serious, you know, yeah. like you, but you also know how to have a good time. For me, I'm a little more manic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Easy work. First part of the day. Then you get to go hang out. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly. you're excited while you're doing the easy work. Exactly. So I had this experience the other day, and I really want your opinion on it. Okay. I was talking to my therapist, who we all know and love. She's heaven sent. And I was telling her about a fight that Dylan and I got into, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this is probably the sign of a good therapist because she did not let me have my win that I thought was an obvious win. (laughs) She interrupted me halfway through my story and was like, Jade, you're being really emasculating. Mm, And I was like, whoa, I got like whiplash. I was like, I really haven't thought about this whole emasculating thing. Mm -hmm. But then I thought more and I was like, I actually think about it all the time. I just think it confuses me. Mm -hmm. Right? Because... Mm -hmm. We grew up in this world where, like, you and I are from the generation of, like, feminism and blurring gender lines and Mm -hmm. roles and, you know, being bitchy is actually a good thing and, Uh you know, whatever, all those things. So I think we don't save a lot of room for, like, the conversation surrounding emasculation because, Mm -hmm. like, we think that we have to be – we have to fight to be equal. Right. So, like, I don't know. It's just a really hard tug of war internally. Yeah. So the other day – After she told me this, obviously, and then sent me a course that Uh I should take on it, which I Uh really think 
every woman in my life nearly should take. I have a lot of emasculating women in my life or just controlling. Like sometimes we guise it under the word controlling or whatever. Bossy. Bossy. Sure. Yes. But when she told me that, I was like, fuck, I might not even know when I'm being emasculated. I'm sure there's lots of times we don't. Right. So now I'm like hyper aware of it. And the other Mm -hmm. day, Dylan and I were walking into a restaurant and we were meeting his parents. And the reservation was under satin. You know, it wasn't under Ivy and like it wasn't under my name. Right. But when we go to a restaurant, I often walk first Uh and say to the host, oh, we have a reservation under blank. Right. Right. And I usually do that without thinking. This time I was like, that might be a microaggression of emasculating someone. Because I don't think it's like the big ways that we think. You know, because like in my mind, I have all those covered. You know, I think it's in those little ways that we often just, like, assert ourselves or, like, don't let them speak or, like, I don't know. And I was like, well, and there is that thing of, like, I can open my own car door, so I just do. But, you know, sometimes he might want to come do that for me and be romantic or, like, take control in a situation or any of those things. Like, I think that I personally even have trouble faking certain actions, like, I don't know. Like, I was like, okay, next time, like, I'm going to let him go up to the hostess and say Mm -hmm. who the reservation is under because it's under his name, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's hard. It's really hard. And I think, like, the changing of your last names, like, comes into play. And and it's in modern society, we're also taught they should just suck it up and fucking get over it and, like, be a man and all that stuff. And that's toxic, too. Yeah, absolutely. We're taught you should come from a place of, I don't need a man. You know, mm-hmm, and but mm-hmm. then men very much want to feel needed. So we're right. like, what the fuck am I supposed right. to do? You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's really fucking hard to like figure out what's how, the balance. What the what's the balance? Exactly. You know, exactly. And we had Dr. Brizendine on the show a few weeks ago, and she explained the fundamental differences between the male and the female brain. Mm-hmm. And I think we function from a place of there is no difference between the male and female brain. Right. When that's not true. And there are some things that they need or ways that they need to be treated that's different mm-hmm. than women. Right. And also that we're not just, like, taking care of everything all of the time. But it's like now we have to take care of another thing, which is not emasculating you. Exactly. We got to fix it. Like, my God. And I'm not saying we should go back to, like, 1950s. No. You know? But I'm just saying, like, we have to, we've overcorrected, I think. I think mm. I have overcorrected <laughs> as an individual. Mm-hmm. I get off on, like, not, you know, but I have this partner who's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's also just man or not. Another individual who, like, yeah. needs to feel like an equal partner. You know, and he might feel this way, but it's a good thing to think about. It's really, I think, important for us to, like, remember. And you, and it doesn't have to be a self-betrayal. I think right. that's where I was coming from also. Like, I had to be, like, this submissive damsel in distress in order to not emasculate. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Right. It's more about respect, mm-hmm. being respectful, I should say, of your partner. You don't have to be subservient to not emasculate. To be respectful. Exactly. Or passive. And also just, like, letting them stand in their power as well. Yeah. You can both stand in your power. I'm just figuring out how to do that. Feminism doesn't mean weakening men. Right. Right. We've learned this. We've learned this. Most but of it's, us have learned this. Most of us have learned this. <laughs> it's so – it's fucking fascinating. Yeah, it really is. So speaking of emasculation, it's not at all, but <laughs> – <laughs> 
Seamless transition. I woke up in the middle of the night thinking that I had to ask you this because we've been working together for what? Almost two years now? Almost, yeah. So, and I don't know this about you, and you're a child of the 90s. Yes. Did you listen to Aqua? Oh, I 100% listened to Aqua. I'm like, okay, you know what? The next 10 episodes of this podcast are going to be about Aqua. (laughs) Justice for Aqua. Aqua is the best fucking band. And everyone's like, oh, it's a one hit for like Barbie Girl. No. No. No, it's not. Have you heard Aquarium? Not that that wasn't our anthem, because it right. very much was and still is and never it went out of style. It was track three. Do I like, uh, remember it was yes, track absolutely. three. absolutely. Followed by Dr. Jones. Or Dr. Jones was before that. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every dance that I forced my family to watch, or like my sister and I choreographed or whatever, was to Aqua. Period. <laughs> End of story. I went to camp and performed a hula hooping dance to Aqua. Yes. It's the it's the album Aquarium. If you want to go back and listen, oh, it absolutely is. And like, how brilliant that they were like Aqua Aquarium. Duh. I think the the next album was like Aquarius. Like, I think it was, <laughs> it's all Aqua related. They're like not very original. I think they were like the original, no doubt. You know, I mean, you're not they're wrong. Ad- they're adjacent. I think it was like they one are. girl and maybe like three guys. That's why I'm probably saying that. And their yeah. like album art was a little no doubt. It was with like the leaning in, like yes, very big like eyes and leaning eye. in. Yeah. Yes. I no, I loved that album. Like truly, that is a full solid album. Like What's people the one don't that's know. Like, In the heat of the night, we you are having a fiesta. fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I mean, fuck me up. I don't need antidepressants. I need that album. I need Aqua. Justice for Aqua. Like Justice really. I feel like that was a fever dream. Like no one talks about fucking Aqua. Oh my god, no one talks about it. But it was like literally is in in our brains. No, I remember the CD spinning in my Walkman, yes. you know? <laughs> oh, my yes. God. I never, I didn't forget about, like, a childhood trauma. I lost my sister's Aqua CD at <gasps> camp when I was performing that hula hooping routine. Oh, my God. Uncovered trauma. No, it, it was repressed actual. Repressed memories. It was, that's actually a repressed <laughs> memory. It was, like, the worst day of my I couldn't even focus on my routine because I was so worried. No. I'm an excellent hula hooper. Did you know that? I'm no. Like, oh, I'm, like, Olympic level. I want to see this in Still action. to this day. I can bring it all the way from the bottom to the top. Anyway. Shut up. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, not to brag, but, you know. <laughs> not to totally You're brag. going to show us this on the internet. Oh, I will. Okay, of Amazing. course. It's a Amazing. perfect place. A podcast is the perfect place to show my... <laughs> on your stories. Oh, on my stories. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm going to describe while she hula hoops. I'm yes. like, okay, now it's around her ankle. Okay, now it's around her knee. Oh, oh, oh. It's going up. Yep. And I can do it for hours, hours and hours. So I have to tell you, we know that I've been watching Kardashians, which I yep. lied to my husband and said was for research. It's not. It's for fun. Um, uh, That's called the Jade Effect. Purely, <laughs> that is j- the Jade Effect coming into full play. Like, I I have penetrated your you psyche. Have, you encouraged me. And I, like, it's literally just my comfort food right now is, like, all I do is watch Kardashians it's when I have five minutes. Truly, it is the best thing to rewatch. I was it rewatching is. old seasons the other day. First of all, Kim being the fact that Kim is like 27 in the pilot season. Wild. But also, what an incredible gift that was for me to learn. I was like, all the things that could happen between now and when right? I'm her age, forget when it. You're 42 oh and you like look insanely beautiful and whatever. I was like, else. She was on her not even on her Reggie Bush era at this time. Like, yeah. She has you can evolve 27 times between 27 now and then. Thanks God. Thank God. Uh, my goodness. She hasn't even doubled in age, and she's had so many lifetimes. So many lifetimes. But, okay, so I have to tell you, I 
we know she's done some things. We know she's gotten filler. We know she's gotten these right. other whatever else. She says she's never had a nose job. I'm so pro filler and pro all cosmetic work, by the way. So just just a preface. Completely. Yes. We're pro do I'm what more makes than you pro. feel good. I do it. I'm more yeah. than pro. <laughs> by the way, I need a Botox recommendation. I want to like. Oh, my. I can't believe you haven't gotten Botox. Botox. I've yeah. never done it. Good for you. Uh, I just, I use a lot of SPF, but. I really took the preventative word to heart with <laughs> Botox. Like, I'm I was 22. Like, Don't let me get wrinkles. Oh, no. Literally 23. I was in there. I was like, let's go. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I have uh, a wrinkle across my forehead named Albert, and I need to, <laughs> we got to, we got to fix it. We got to fix no, it. No, I'll, I'll give you a recommendation for sure. Uh, but I just constantly stare at her face and stare at like then and now pictures. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know she looks different, but I can't clock what it is. And I'm sure it's like mm -hmm. a million tiny things. It is. Jade, I stare at her face all of the time. And I just want to know. I feel like you can't fully understand how many things it is until you dip your toe into that mm -hmm. world. Thank God I have dipped my entire body into that world. So I fully know. <laughs> I mean, I've been in this game since fucking 2011, uh -huh. getting my nose job or 2012 is when I got my nose job. And also I grew up in LA. So so you're just like, it's like part, a rite of passage, basically. Oh, beyond. And yes. yeah. So I th it really is so many things. And I get really annoyed with all the people like on TikTok and stuff that are like, and she had this surgery and that surgery and like are so wrong sometimes. Uh-huh. But it takes a lot. It's a, And it's more things than you can even think of. Mm -hmm. But we do have mm -hmm. the ability these days, or some people do, to buy their face, to buy yes. a face. You can buy a face. I got really excited when I got to like season, I think it was like season eight or nine. And yeah. I was like, ooh, this is when their faces all start to dramatically change. Right. I was like, I can't wait for next season. And sure enough, like the first episode, it was like right after Chris got her teeth redone. Yes, and like all these other things. Let's be clear. Kim has where she started out. Uh-huh. Is a few notches above the average bear. She's been of gorgeous. Course. You know of what course. I mean? Like, she's been stunning. So when people are like, oh, my God, she bought her. She is our Princess Jasmine. No, she is. Right. No, she yeah. is, like, actually breathtakingly beautiful. Like, yeah. I mean, if you hate her, get off this podcast. But you do what you will. But, you know. <laughs> who like, cares? She's still beautiful. <laughs> who cares? She's still beautiful. Yeah. So, so she's, you know, you got to have something to work with, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's interesting because I obviously got my nose done. And the divide between – I don't like when women, like, wear it as a badge of honor that they've never gotten something done. Right. Or, like, no, if they I were agree. blessed with, like, a beautiful nose, being like, I don't get why anyone does their nose. It's like, go fuck yourself, <laughs> Janet. You don't have, like, a shitty nose. Unfortunately, I have a very Italian nose. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I got mine done when I was 18. And it's hard to say because sometimes I think to myself, like, I wish I'd waited a little bit because I think it's important for your face to settle. Like mm -hmm. Bella Hadid has come out recently. She had hers at 14, which is really – I'm, like, so pro wow. doing whatever the fuck you want. But 14 is way like, too wait young. for your like, face to Because you have no idea. You truly no. have no idea. It's the same thing about people getting, like, those BBLs before they those have BBL. kids. Oh, are you kidding? No. <laughs> Catherine, oh, I my God. Oh, my God. Okay. A Brazilian butt lift. Oh, So that's what okay. – you know how, like, everyone on the Kardashians, like, has the same body except for Courtney. Yeah. And Kendall. Wait. So – What's a Brazilian butt lift? Okay. Is that just filler in your butt? I thought they just No, filler. they take fat from another area. To, so like sometimes it's lipo in your <gasps> stomach. That's why they have, like, that really, like, sucked stomach. Uh-huh. And they put it in your hips. I would – 
Let's to create like an hourglass figure. <laughs> no, so that's like the only surgery that I won't consider. It's really dangerous, you know? right? I heard like putting stuff in your butt's really I'm dangerous. like, who cares about that? No, but I'm like, <laughs> it's more so because your body, like Hunter McGrady and I were talking about the other day, your body changes like every four years. You literally replace every cell in your body after seven years. You have a completely new set of cells because your cells right. are constantly dying and replicating. Right. And so like, I don't really know what the after effects of lipo are. Like if you gain a lot of weight again, I don't really know how that all works. But it just feels like that's not going to age well. I don't mm, feel like enough people mm-hmm. have done that. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know any 80-year-olds that have a Brazilian butt lift. And I'm waiting for those people to come out because mm-hmm. I want to know like how that stays with you through life. Like how the microdermabrasion in like the 90s left everyone with like super shiny faces now. Right. You know, it was like a different kind of thing. Exactly. I'm waiting yeah. for like the grandmas with BBLs to tell us <laughs> the tales, you know, because there are grandmas with nose jobs, you know, there are, th- yeah. there are things that are tested. For sure. But yeah, so I go back and forth all the time on like whether or not I would do it as young as I did. But also I and was like what, going 18? into, co- I was 18. I did okay. it like in the, in the bridge between high school and college. Yeah. But at the time I was like really nervous that I had just come from a very private school where like everyone had known everyone's business and it was mm-hmm. very suffocating. Mm-hmm. So I was like really nervous that people would find out. And I was like, I told my doctor, I was like, I want the most subtle because I actually did have a deviated septum and sin- a sinus surgery that I was adding sure. to my nose job. I hate when people are like, I have a deviated septum. And I'm like, you're getting a nose job. Whatever. <laughs> so... I like told my doctor, I was like, don't make it too drastic. Yeah. You know? And smart for you at like 18 to be like, yeah. let's start small. And I do like my nose now. That's another thing that people don't realize. A lot of the time when you get a nose job or any of those things done, you're so fixated on it, you'll never be that happy. You yeah. know, and like nose jobs shift and Or like Jennifer Gray, who says, I went in famous and I came out not famous. Oh, Jesus. And it's true. She never looked like herself again. She never looked like herself again. It's like modifying your face or like in any way is a crazy thing, Mm -hmm. like changing it or your body. But yeah, so I like told him like, don't do a lot. And I have mixed feelings about that, too, because I'm kind of like, why didn't I let him just like go full Monty? You know, mm-hmm. or, like, do whatever he wanted to do, but I was, mm-hmm. like, so nervous at the time. No, but it's not about what your doctor wants to do. It's about what right. you want to do, you know? Yeah, but I was, like, what was it, an 18-year-old now? Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> it's it's interesting, though. Like, I, I go back and forth about it a lot. And now there are those filler yeah. rhinoplasties that you can get. See, okay, since we talked about that with Teffy, I think that's maybe the kind of, quote-unquote, nose job that Kim maybe had. Because no, 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 she had a Raj Kanodia nose job. In addition to I, filler. That word was so much. No, I, That Raj, was such a word. You got to speak L.A. Raj <laughs> Kanodia is a doctor in L.A. Oh, I was like, I know rhinoplasty. I don't know Raj Kanodia. No, Raj Kanodia is a doctor in L.A. He did not do my nose, but he's done many people's nose because he, I, when I first went to him, he was like, you need to, he was like, told me about filler when I was like 18. And I was like, no, we need to end this mm-hmm. conversation. He was a little too drastic for me. Sure. But that's where like Chloe got her nose done by him. Okay. Noah Cyrus, Blake Lively. Which, by the way, she just turned into Chris. When Chloe got her yeah. nose done, she just, she was like, give me Chris's nose. But I don't think oh, she meant crazy. to. But yeah. now she just, she looks exactly like Chris. We all just turned into our mothers. I know. I, I, I took a turn toward my mother when I got my nose done because really? she had had hers done. Oh, you know? well, that makes more sense. Yeah, That's also a big thing. It's like when it's in the lineage of family to like uh-huh. get your nose done, mm. it's like you're more inclined. But Did you have a nose more like your mom's original nose or like your know. dad's nose? No, because it, it was kind of like neither. I think it was just like a, a hybrid of like a perfect storm of bad noses. 
Mm. You know, <laughs> like I think it, I don't really know who to blame. Like I, I, I think about that often and I'm like, I don't know. But my sister got a super cute nose in the lottery. Like I just did not. I just did not. Mm. I think it was tetherballs to the face. I swear. Like I grew up in the in a big tetherball <laughs> era and I swear it was like tetherballs to the nose. <laughs> You know, because you, like, break your nose, like, in a lot of microscopic ways, like, when you're growing up. <laughs> I think it was... <laughs> I love this theory. I don't know. I We're going with that. I, I just... I have so many nose theories. Microscopic nose breaks. Yeah, you do. I swear. <laughs> and it gives you a jacked up nose at the end. I swear to God. <sighs> I swear. But the healing... Yes, yes, yes. Tell me. The healing is... I'm just going to talk you out of the, the nose job is wonderful. The healing. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. First of all, you can't breathe yeah. for they don't like because they first of all, they put like packing in, which has evolved since my nose job. Mm -hmm. But they put packing in and then they take it out. But your nose is still so swollen. So you can't like smell or taste, which is mm -hmm. honestly the worst kind of prison to me. Like, that's why I was afraid mm -hmm. of COVID for so long, because mm -hmm. oh. I was like, I just don't want to lose my sense of taste and smell. Mm -hmm. What do you have to live for if not something a snack? I know, you know, I know, I know. That's rough. That was that was one of my biggest fears too. Is I'm like, yeah, I, just, I like to eat, so that could be the worst. No, like you have absolutely nothing. To like live for long then. COVID, loss of taste and smell. Like I have a friend who oh, she's like, my yeah, God. A year and a half later, because she got it like way pre vaccines everything. She she goes, I can finally, finally, everything doesn't taste bad to me now. Oh my God! Like I would get so skinny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like I would no get I was I would be so skinny and so sad. Yes. I'd be like the worst skinny person Full in the depression. world, just devastated. But yeah, you can't like smell for so long, and then first of all, it takes like a year for the nose to fully like relax and heal yeah. into your face and like settle. But then the stitches, like they open up your whole fucking nose, like they take it off, like they cut you here oh, at the not afterwards <gasps> during. 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 No, not yeah, after. Yeah, that's During. terrifying. They cut you at the middle of your nose and then they lift up the skin and, oh my God, and it gets really, really disgusting. Awesome. But that part of my nose is still like gross to touch. And then oh. what people don't tell you. Like it you, feels gross? Yeah, it feels like a little like icky, you know? Like your Like nerves. it doesn't hurt. But you know, like ick factor versus hurting. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. kind of like pulling out a tampon. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hurt, but it's like, mm -hmm. oh, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not that I do that because I hate tampons, but if I did. <laughs> and then, but what people don't mention, and I'll end on this, no one mentions the blackheads, the chronic blackheads for years. I am still combating the blackheads on my nose that were created by my nose job. <gasps> where the seams are? Seams. Where no, the where, the, where the cast was. Oh, shit. They never went away, and I never had them before, huh. and they never went away. Ten years Wild. later. Wild. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wild. That is crazy. I know. I've heard a lot of other people that have that same experience. Wow. I mean, listen, I think everybody thinks like, oh, everyone's going to know, whatever. I cannot see it. I can't see it. If someone's had work done, like I, for someone like Kim Kardashian, 27 to 42, yes, I can tell she's had some work done. Yes. And she looked gorgeous then. She looks gorgeous now. Yeah. God but like her. for you, it's like I look at like pictures of when you were 13 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really creepy. But <laughs> But when I first met you, I was like, you know, I'm like looking up like, yeah. who am I going to be working with? And like right. all the pictures were when you were 13. Oh, God. Like so embarrassing. My Google, you guys, please don't Google me. It's the most fucking humiliating thing in the world. If you want to see my old nose, go to my Google. Truly. Yes. I can tell it's a little different, but I would never look at those pictures and look at you now and be like, oh, she's had a nose job or she's had Botox or whatever. Well, because a lot of things were happening si simultaneously. Totally. Like, I'm like, oh, when you grow 13. up also. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. their, their face thinned out, you know, but. 
There's so much that you can get done. It's absolutely insane. Like now, yeah. forget it. You know what the one, the, the one that I'm kind of interested in and I'm mm. just going to be a bad influence for two seconds okay. and tell you guys yeah. is the arm fat. Um, you know, like that little pocket, mm. you know, like Right this in the thing. front. Yes. Right by so where your bra is. So all the Kardashians have yeah. that removed. And so it just looks like this. How do you how do you get it removed? Is it you like, get like lipo a little there? Lipo? Yeah, and then you can never <gasps> get that right. fat again. That's like the first place I get fat. You know, Amazing. or not like get fat, but that's yeah, like the yeah, first yeah, place yeah, I yeah. gain weight. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, see, and mine is in my boobs. This is my problem. When I my weight fluctuates as all of our weight does, my boobs get bigger every time I gain weight. But when right. I lose weight, they stay the same size. So wow. I, they're like literally a goldfish. My I have goldfish boobs. I just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Wow. Yeah, I do not have that problem. <laughs> like I'm going to breastfeed and I'm going to be left with like pancakes. Speaking of, I'm like totally planning on a boob job in my future. Do it. But then After all this have bullshit kids. that has come out about the toxicity of implants. I'm yes. like, do you not want me to live? Like what am I supposed to do? They don't want us to live. We can't have anything nice. I'm hoping there's like a development in the near future that will make them non-toxic or like, you know, organic implants. Organic implants. Brought to you by. Yes. Made from oat milk. You know what's been depressing me lately? Mm. This is so random, but I just had to tell you. Yes. So lately I've been thinking um, in all of my anger, (laughs) in all of my (laughs) um, darkest moments Uh about the whole thing, like never go to bed angry. Right. I don't believe in it. I don't believe unless honestly, unless the factor of like dying in your sleep comes into play because I'm extremely (laughs) morbid. Like every time my dad calls me about that for a second. Oh, my God. No. Every time my dad calls me or even like if and I like I'm busy, like I have to answer the phone compulsively because I'm like one day he's going to die and I'm going to be like, you know, and be devastated. If Dylan like doesn't answer me after like two phone calls, I think he's dead in a ditch on Laurel Canyon. No, absolutely. So I'm I'm so morbid. Uh-huh. But banking on the fact that your partner will not die in his or her sleep, yes. should you go to bed angry or not? You should absolutely go to bed angry. I yes. write this in every bridal shower. What's yeah. your advice for the bride? Blah, blah, blah. Every single one. I'm like, bitch, Save you it. are. It's 11 p.m. or it's 2 in the morning. You mm-hmm. are a little drunk. You are mm-hmm. tired. You are going in circles. Go the fuck to bed angry. And yes. guess what's going to happen? You go to bed. You sleep. You wake up refreshed and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my love, what were we fighting about? Like, or, truly, or. <laughs> but I'm like, or you wake up and you're like ready to go. You are you have that much more energy to go to bat for your point. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'm a morning person through and through. We all, I, like, I wake up at the ass crack of dawn. Yeah. I love mornings. I never went through puberty in the way of like not of sleeping past like 10. Oh, uh, right, right. Like teenager never. hours. Never teenager hours. Like I never had that time in the sun. Yeah. So I'm a morning person. I'm like, I go to sleep by 9 p.m. Like not a creature stirs in my house past 10. You know, <laughs> it's like. So is Dylan a morning person too? No, he's nights. And, and it's a big oh. problem in our relationship because he's like, I want to hang with you at nighttime. But like Dylan seeks out sleep. I let sleep happen to me. So like if it's coming for me, I, I am like a victim. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. My hands are tied. But for him, like he like <laughs> he like decides like he's like, if I want to stay up for a show, I'll sit up. I'm like, that's self-abuse. That's self-harm. Like that's not why would you want to fight sleep? You know, like. Never. So it just happens oh. to me. And whether I'm at a dinner table or whatever, I just have to say, oh, Jesus, take the wheel and go to sleep. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like really a, not a night person at yeah. all. Like uh-huh. just I'm, a, I'm horrible to be around at night. So I've lately been like, OK, I'm going to table 
when do I always want to fight? Nighttime, obviously. Nighttime. Obviously. And while you're falling asleep. Right. And if you save it for the morning, not only, you, like you said, you might realize that you don't care that much. Yeah. But you also are going to be, like, clear. We, we've all gotten into, and if you haven't, like, you haven't lived, but, mm-hmm. you know, God mm-hmm. bless you. We've all gotten into those fights with our significant other that have lasted until, like, two, three, yeah. four in the nope. morning. You're yeah. crying. you got to cut it you're off. You're trying to hash it out. You're not going to come to a solution. You're not your best self. Neither of you are. No. And I I know there is no worse feeling. I know where that sentiment came from to, like, not go to sleep angry because it sucks to wake up in a fight with someone. It does, yeah. like, ruin your whole day. Yeah. Like, I understand. But I say wait till the morning. Well, it comes from the Bible. What? Let Never oh. let the sun set on your anger. Oh, see, that's an, that's one of many Bible class six that... days a week for 12 years. There you God go. God damn. It's all, all <laughs> negative advice is rooted in the Bible. Why? <laughs> like, truly, truly, like up to us to infer how we will. Yeah. And also, I've added to that. I've added uh-huh. to that. Go to sleep angry and see your therapist before you start said fight. Yeah. You know, or like talk it out first, like figure mm-hmm. out like if you still fucking care, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Arguments are so exhausting and like devastating. Obviously, sometimes you don't have that luxury because you just got to let it. Lord knows. Sometimes I got to let let it out. Sometimes you do. Two things. First of all, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten. Brad and I, we went through uh, therapy early on in our marriage for like two years. And like one of the best gifts that gave us was like to learn how to fight in a healthy way and like argue in a healthy way. Yeah, I'm over love languages, and I'm now only interested in fighting languages. Yes. That's for the next episode. Tune in. Yes. But our therapist was like, I don't care what it's about. I don't care how important you think it is. If you are arguing about the same topic for Mm -hmm. 40 minutes, you both have to stop. T.O. Quit talking. Mm -hmm. You're done arguing. Go to sleep. Go in the other room, whatever it is, you cannot talk about it anymore. Yeah, you got to get space. Because when you are arguing about something for 40 minutes, you are literally just going in circles. Yeah, I learned this from Vanderpump Rules. You are not going to help yourself. Yeah. There's no solution. Vanderpump there. Rules says you're in your you're in your reptilian brain. And it's yes. just like, it's a whole different thing, you know? Like mm-hmm. you're not in your right frame of mind, you yes. know? Yes. And if you go to sleep, you're going to come back to it with a fresh face, with a fresh perspective. More calm. Yes. It's I forget what the second thing was, but that's the most important thing. Yeah. You heard it here first. Catherine and I are redefining going to bed angry. Go to bed angry. Go to bed angry. Do Do it. it. All right, guys. Well, we have 27,000 other things to talk about, so So we just got to keep doing these. So if you guys are loving them, let us know. We love doing them so much. So. And now for some bad news. We won't see you guys for the next two weeks. We're going on a little season break, but we will be back on the 12th with a brand spanking new season. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. I'll miss you guys for these next two weeks, but I'm always on Instagram and just a DM away. Okay, love you guys. Have the best non-Italy summer. Love you. Bye.